Good afternoon. This is Bishop Angela Young, and welcome to Step by Step Walking into Your Destiny. This is about my father's business, New Outlook on Life, Outreach Centers Ministries International. And we just like to welcome you. Hallelujah. Welcome you on today for this wonderful service. We're uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Pastor Olivia Larry is going to be holding the service on today, and one of her ministers, Minister Peggy Ortiz, is going to bring the word, but we're going to open up first with a word of prayer. I'm going to turn it over to Pastor O. first, if you don't mind, and then you okay, can introduce her. Go ahead. Go ahead and have a scripture reading, yes. Okay. I would like to ask um, someone if they could read Psalm 23, please, for our scripture reading this morning. Thank you. 
Now we'll have a selection by Sister Barbara Vinoy. Yes.
Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is worthy. Hallelujah. God is worthy on today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Hallelujah. We know who holds our future. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for blessing us, sister, cousin. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord on today. I want to ask if um if uh, Sister Darling Myers is on. She may not have I made am. Sister Darlene. I am. I, I mm -hmm. want to know, could you give your testimony about your ear and then we'll go on with the service. I that's gonna bless somebody this morning. Can you give your testimony about your ear and what the Lord uh told you to do and from your act of obedience what he did? I certainly I, I God blesses us to be a blessing. Amen. And I am so thankful that you asked me, and I was going to volunteer anyway, because God doesn't heal us um, and give us testimonies to keep for ourselves. Uh, our testimonies is for someone else to overcome. So I'm just going to tell you what, my, uh, what the Lord told me to do. Six months ago, I went for a hearing test, and the left ear was perfect hearing. The right ear had some moderate hearing loss. They thought it might be the bone, the um, the eardrum, or whatever. But anyway, they wanted me to come back in six months for a checkup. Okay, so my six months checkup with the ear, nose, and throat, and it was at an Advent Hospital in Asheville, but it was their offices. So I went back and they did another hearing test. Well, before I went to my appointment. Last Sunday, I was sitting at my kitchen table, and prior to that, I had asked um, Bishop Angela and several others to be praying for my healing. God had laid it on my heart that I could be healed, but when I was sitting at my kitchen table last Sunday, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He said to me with a loud, strong voice, he said, darling, and this person that he told me to reach out lives upstairs and he's been sick for a long time and ordered his food in and everything and I feel ashamed that I hadn't reached, reached out to him before then but God said darling if you reach out to Brad and see what there is that you can do for him give him your number whatever he said I'll heal you he didn't say this in my hearing he said I will heal you I was obedient. I couldn't get in, and he never answered the door or anything, but I had written a Christmas card, and inside I had given him information and, uh, you know, what we're to do as a Christian. But I knew God still honored my obedience. So to make a long story short, when I went to the um, ear, nose, and throat on Wednesday, excuse me, they did... Um, another hearing test and when she got finished she showed it to me on the paper she said there's she said you have excellent hearing in both ears she said what we saw last six months ago is not there she said we don't know where it came from but we do know why it's not there 
Well, I asked her, I said, do you believe in healing? And she said, yes, we do. I do believe in healing. I said, well, I'm healed. But there was no sign of anything that they had saw six months ago. And I knew I was healed. And uh, I just thank God. And I wanted to share this. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Andrew knew that I did because I knew before I got there that that they wasn't going to find anything. But I still wanted to share this with others because it doesn't matter how bad it seems or what we're going through. God has the final say, but we just have to trust him and have faith that he's going to do what we've asked him to. Mm -hmm. He did heal my hearing, but he said, I will heal you. So I'm claiming my whole uh, entire body healing. Whether I see it today, tomorrow, but I'm claiming it day by day. And also, I ordered a package of 100 pre-packaged communion cups with the wafer. And I'm doing, I started uh, a couple of days ago doing that daily and reading the scripture that goes with it for my healing. Amen. So I pray that this will be a blessing. My testimony will be a blessing to, if it's just one person, but I pray that it will bless all the sons of on the line. Amen. Hallelujah. And Sister Barbara, I thoroughly, I love, I, I could feel your, I could feel your spirit in your singing. Amen. I thank God for you. Amen. Amen. My brother, I'm asking you to pray. Uh, Angela, um, Hetty's lost her husband, and mm-hmm. she's in depression right now. Mm-hmm. And she that she doesn't matter if she's going to leave here. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep her uplifted. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's been ill for a while. And tonight after when her husband passed, it's been over a year. And mm-hmm. she's still, she's still in mourning. Mm-hmm. And I try to, you know, encourage her to do things. And she just don't want to do anything but sit in the house. Mm-hmm. So I finally got her out of the house uh, last week. And uh, and it's got to the point where all she could do is just sit there and stare, and it just bothers me so bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to see she's she's talking more now. And then uh, I went by the other day to see what the check on her, and I try to go by every other day. Mm-hmm. But just keep her in your prayers, please. Well, Father God, we just lift up Hedy Lewis to you right now, Lord. Lord, you said if we make our requests known to you, you said that your peace that surpasses all understanding will keep our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. And Lord, we pray right now, O God, we come against that spirit of depression in the name of Jesus, O God. Lord, you be the lifter of her head, Lord. Lord, let her know, hallelujah, that her husband is okay. Let her know to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. Lord, but let her know that her work here on earth is not finished in the name of Jesus. Lord, touch her mind right now, O God. Lord, speak to her heart 
heart in the name of Jesus. Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus over her right now, oh God. Lord, over her family members, oh God. Ah, Lord, over those children, oh God. Lord, let her know, hallelujah, that she is a legacy, oh God, and she has to continue to live. Hallelujah, God, that she can't give up in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we thank you right now, hallelujah, for just giving her a touch in the name of Jesus. Touch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord. Let her know that your joy, the joy of the Lord is where her strength comes from. That you're a constant help, even in times of trouble, even in times of grief. Lord, let her know. Hallelujah. To look up. Hallelujah. And if she can look up, she can get up. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. We believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. Heal her mind, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Bring her out of that dark place, that place of grief and mourning. Let her think of the good things. Hallelujah. And all of your promises are yes and amen. Hallelujah. We thank you and we bless you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 She needs to sing songs of the Lord. She needs to play. Play music, uplifting, worship music, praise music. Hallelujah. God's going to bring her out. We're going to touch and agree on that. We've already prayed the prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Sister Darling, you know what it is. Hallelujah. You know what it's like. Hallelujah. To lose your spouse. Hallelujah. My sister's going through it. My baby sister's going through it right now. But I believe God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's not her time yet. Hallelujah. Her time is not yet. Hallelujah. The Lord still has plans for her. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. God's word promises you that 
he won't allow us to go through anything without being there with us all the way. He'll never leave us. Amen. He'll never forsake us. Amen. So you can Amen. trust in God and, 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 and ask him, tell him that you want to have strength, or that you're not ready to go yet because he's not ready for you yet. Yeah, it's her, it's her sister, Hetty. It's okay. Barbara's okay. sister, Hetty, uh, my other cousin. Okay. But we'll 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 you pass that on to her. But we're gonna make sure to be able to connect with. We're gonna be able to connect with Hetty, cause I, we need to talk okay. to her and pray with her. Yeah, we need to talk to her and pray okay. with her. Did I, did I meet them at your dad's? You did. At they your, were at the re, at the I, family reunion. Yeah. When I heard Barbara sing, I said she sang there, didn't she? Yes, yeah, she did. I heard that part before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to turn it over now to Pastor O, and she's going to introduce our speaker that's going to bring the word, Minister Peggy Ortiz. Okay. Amen. Amen. Well, yes, I'm going to introduce Minister Peggy Ortiz. She is one of the ministers of, about my father's business here in Colorado. And we have an open uh, ministry, open door church here, where we minister all over uh, the city. And she's one of the servants of God, one of our, the servants of God, and she is faithful. And so I'm going to introduce her. She's going to bring the message this morning. So I'm going to present to you. Minister Peggy Ortiz. Amen. Oh, thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor O. Uh, well, um, my topic is going to be about, and, and can you hear me clearly? Yes, we can. To speak up? No, you're good. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. So my topic is about the atomic fate of Joshua. And my pastor, Olivia Larry, has talked to us about atomic faith that is needed in these last days for the Lord to use us like never before. And I want to introduce a bit of Joshua's faith by way of Numbers 14, 6 through 11. And it reads, And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, The land which we passed through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not fear the people of the land. For they are bread for us. Their protection is removed from them. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear. Do not fear them. Then all the congregation said to stone them with stones. But the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to the people of Israel. And the Lord said to Moses, How long would this people despise me? And how long will they not believe in me in spite of all the signs that I have done among them? Joshua was building up their faith with a good report, but they allowed fear to come in and take hold of their hearts. God was done with them. 
If the adults murmured and complained nonstop about being delivered from Egypt, this is what God said, starting in verse 29. Your dead bodies shall fall in this wilderness, and all of your number listed in the census, the 20 years old and upwards, who have grumbled against me, um, um, not one shall come into the land where I swore that I would make you dwell, except Caleb, the son of Jephunai, and Joshua, the son of Nun. And I, I wanted to also bring a Hebrews 6, uh, Hebrews 11, 6, which says, which says, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for the, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God has called us to be leaders in our homes, churches, and communities. We can all say how inadequate we feel to be called to positions of leadership, and that's how Joshua felt. Joshua spied out the land with the other 11 spies and believed in the Lord and brought back a good report. Joshua witnessed God's deliverance from Egypt and saw the parting of the Red Sea, but yet he felt inadequate when he was chosen to lead Israel. And I would like someone to get uh, Joshua 1. their fathers to give them. Only you be strong and very courageous that you may do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded. Now, turn not it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. 
Have not I commanded you, be strong, rebirth, and very courageous? Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. And you read that, and you heard that in verse 9. God said it's a command. It's not an option. Just like a parent with their children, keep your eyes on me and hold on to my hand. You will be okay. God is for us, and he's not against us. Joshua was not perfect, but he was obedient and submitted himself to the leadership that was placed over him. Joshua also reverenced the Lord, which so many in Israel didn't do, and unfortunately many of us as well. And if someone can read Joshua 5, verses 13 to 15. Joshua 5. Chapter 5, 13 to 15. Okay. Then it came to pass when Joshua, was, when Joshua was at Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing before him with a sword drawn in his hand. So Joshua came near and said to him, Are you for us or on... Are you for us or on the side of our adversaries? He said to him, I am now come the chief captain of the host of the Lord. Then Joshua fell on his face upon the earth and said to him, O oh master, what do you command your servant? The chief captain of the Lord said to Joshua, Loose the shoe from your feet, for the place on which you stand is holy. Amen. You see, with Joshua as well, he was obedient to God, but he reverenced the Lord. And a lot of our spirits come, things come to our life, and we don't test the spirit. He tested the spirit and realized it was the Lord, and he reverenced the Lord. And that's what's missing a lot with a lot of people with their faith, is reverence is important. When you reverence and you sacrifice that time to be with the Lord, to get guidance from the Lord, I mean, the Lord will use that person who is humble, and that's what he's looking for, humble individuals. And I want to open up the floor right now to bishop as well as the ministers and the guests that are on the line if they want to make any comments or any contribution to what's been said well you know it goes back to total trust in God we have to have total trust and we have to obey it's, it's, it's not like you had uh, said earlier it's not an optional thing it's not an option to obey and it's a part of your faith walk to trust to have total trust to trust is one thing but total trust walks hand in hand with faith because as we know faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen but it's by faith that they receive the good report 
And we have to just understand that they walk their hand in hand. Faith and total trust in God. Faith is not guess, uh, saying, well, just let me get a little hint, Lord. Let me just see a little around what's around the corner. That's not faith. And that's not total trust in God. It's giving up control. You don't have control of the situation. You surrender. Giving it all up. And Joshua gave it all up. And it also includes no plan B. Once you make a decision to trust in God, no plan B. You trust totally in Him, like this said, total trust. And you don't look to the right or to the left. You go forward in, in God. You know, we don't wait until it feels comfortable to us. We may be nervous, but we can't wait until we'll feel comfortable. The Lord says, move forward, and you have to trust in him. Like Peter walked on the water, but then all of a sudden he takes his eyes off of the Lord, and he begins to speak. You know, oh, we of little faith, we have to completely keep our trust and our eyes focused on the Lord and walk forward, not looking at ourselves or other people. We have to focus only on Him and move forward. And our faith then becomes alive. Amen. Can I I say one more thing? We cannot use God as a bargaining chip. We can't say, well, Lord, if you do this, then I'll do that for you. Well, Lord, if you do this, then I'll come. Well, first of all, he doesn't need you. We, You need him. Amen. We need him. He doesn't need us. We need him. And I think we need to understand what that means. You can't bargain with God. You say, I give my life away. I give my life away. I give my life away. You know that song? I give my life away. Yeah, so you can use me. But then he, when he, when he, he, he stretches out that line and he says, okay, you said you give your life away. Then you want to start pulling back when the pressure gets on the line. You know, when the tension gets on the line, just like a, if you ever went fishing, you know, when you catch something, it's going to start to pull and snag. Well, you gonna have, it's going to take some strength to pull that line in. Amen. Yes, yes. You can't just turn, turn, you know, you can't just say, okay, well, I'm just going to let go. We're to be fishers of men. But first of all, we've got to understand the concept of giving it up. You got to give it up. No more I, but it's Christ that lives in me. Yes, yes. And we can't um, wait around forever when he tells us to do something. Well. Because hesitation is disobedience, too. Amen. Amen. I mean, you know, so you got to move. Uh, when he tells you, mm-hmm. if it's unforgiveness, if it's uh, whatever we're holding on to, sometimes can block our, block our healing and blessings also. Yes. Mm-hmm. No procrastinating. Procrastination uh-huh. will get you nowhere. Procrastination Amen. will hinder your destiny, will hinder you from the things that God really wants you to have. 
He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. But we procrastinate. Thank you so much. So Joshua, just continuing on, Joshua had many victories, but one time decided not to consult the Lord like many of us do. And they were the Gibeonites, a neighboring nation that heard about the great things of God and what he had done for Israel. And they wanted to make a peace treaty with Israel. And as I was reading um, this verse, it's from Joshua 9 and 14, and I focus on this particular verse. Then the men of Israel took some of their provisions from the Gibeonites, but they did not ask counsel of the Lord. Mm. So all of this time, Joshua was seeking the Lord and counseling, but at this point, there was no counseling the Lord. And when the enemy is encamped all around us, we seek the Lord with all our hearts. However, when God defeats the enemies and blessings start to flow, we can become lax in seeking his faith and start to take God for granted. God is looking for humble people. He's looking for people who still ask no matter what. Yes, it was a disappointment for Joshua to be tricked in such a way, but he moved forward. Joshua didn't live in his disappointment. He learned from it and moved on. We need to learn this as well for our faith to grow. Don't let the enemy use disappointments as strongholds in your life. The enemy is looking to weaken our witness any way he can. And remember, he told you that God really saves. Don't let the enemy cast doubt in your mind. So going back to Joshua's faith, so where did the atomic faith start? And we read it in Joshua 1 and 8. He read the word. He meditated on the word. It says day and night, night and day. And God is stressing that to us. You just can't let it go for a week. You just can't let it go for several days. Every single night, don't go to sleep without meditating on the word. The enemy can come in and slip in. Anything can come in to disturb you and you start meditating on that. And he's saying, put that down. Bring my word and whatever's in your mind, whatever the enemy's trying to bring in, that's gonna have to leave because your faith is gonna start growing when you meditate on the word. So our faith cannot grow without reading the word and reminding ourselves daily who God is. Our faith grows reading and hearing how God uses and blesses other believers. God is no respecter of person. When you read the word day and night, night and day, your faith can help but grow and stretch. And that's important that it's stretching because a lot of our faith is very stagnant. It just stays there. And we have such a big and wonderful God that he's trying to give us God ideas, God dreams, but we want to put him in a box and we don't want to go any further than where we are. And I just thank the Lord. And especially that Jesus said, 
we will do great things. And it reads, and I'll read it from the Amplified John, uh, chapter 14, verses 12 to 14, and it says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, anyone who believes in me as Savior will also do the things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these in extent and outreach, because I'm going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name as my representative. This will I do so that the Father may be glorified and celebrated in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, as my representative, I will do it. How do you know what God can do and who he is if you don't read the word for yourself? Experience the word for yourself, not someone else telling you, but you reading it with your own eyes and hiding the word in your heart rightfully dividing the word of truth. Study to show thyself approved, says the word, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And that's an issue with the church. The church doesn't read the word. A lot of people get tricked by how people manipulate the word instead of setting people free for their faith to grow. And a lot of people use it to hurt other people and keep them under their feet. If the word just said we're supposed to be his representative, the Lord didn't do that. But if you don't read the word, how do you know? How do you know that you're not supposed to go out there? How do you know that you're not supposed to stretch your faith and lay hands on somebody and they shall be healed? Mm -hmm. If someone doesn't tell you and you don't go in there, and that's what the Lord is emphasizing on my heart love the word it's a love letter it's my heart to you be passionate about my word as you're passionate about these earthly things you should be even more so with my word because that holds more power than anything else in this world thank you lord man and what i love the oh does anybody want to ask anything all right thank you lord and what I love about Joshua is that he was caught up with the things of God. And he let go of the petty things in life. And what are those petty things? Unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy. Joshua kept a humble heart and a repenting heart. And the word says, in due season, God will exalt you. And it says in First Peter 5 and 6. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Set aside righteous, self-righteous pride so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time. Focus on what God is doing and not on people. And that's what Joshua did. His focus was not on the people. His focus on, look at what God's doing. I came through the parting of the Red Sea. I saw the Ten Commandments. I saw what he did when people weren't disobedient. And that's what we have to remember. As um, Joshua's faith grew and expanded, he asked the Lord to do something that only God can do. And I love this. If somebody can get for me Joshua 10, 12, and 13. Thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for Joshua's example. 
after his faith stretched, after everything he saw the Lord do. I'll go ahead, Joshua 10, verses 12 to 13. Joshua 10, verses 12 and 13. Yes, ma'am. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord on the day God delivered the Amorites into the hand of Israel. When he crushed them in Gibeon, they were crushed before the face of the sons of Israel. For Joshua said, let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun and the moon stood still until God brought vengeance against their enemies. The sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not set in the west until the end of one day. And you see, this is what Joshua was believing, and that's how the Lord wants our faith to be. Second nature, it's a part of you. He didn't even think, well, what the God, he didn't think about, well, then it, will the Lord do it? He said it, and it was so, because he saw what God did previously. His faith grew to that level. That was platonic faith, to believe, Lord, you're going to make the sun and the moon stand still when we take vengeance on these people and God did it because his faith was at that level that was atomic faith that was working in him and remember that Joshua also had the five books of the law he knew what pleased the Lord and he was after God's heart by following God's command he read all the failures and the victories he made up and he made up his mind to follow the Lord no matter what. God's goal is to see his son in us. Jesus, atomic faith, working in us and through us. God was watching Joshua's obedience and faith grow, and he was elevated. God watches our character. Are we whiners? Are we complainers? Or are we humbled by the task that we're given and we take them on? See, God will not share his glory with anyone, and unfortunately, many take God's glory and boast in themselves, but not Joshua. He wanted to make God's name great. Again, God is watching and listening to us. And then I wanted to go to Joshua, and I'm going to be finishing right now, but I wanted to take you to Joshua 24. 14 to 15, and at the end of Joshua's life, and I love this, this is what he says. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. This is what he's telling Israel. Fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. 
that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's what he's telling us in these days. Put away these gods, God of money, God of pleasure, whatever that God that is sitting on the throne of your heart. Put them away and decide this day whom you will serve. Is it going to be the God of this age, or is it going to be the true and living God? And I just pray, let us make this year a year of less complaining, less of ourselves, and move our flesh out of the way so that our faith, our faith can grow to have that atomic faith of Jesus. And I just say thank you, Lord, for what he's about to do this year. For those who actually want to walk in that place, to go to that level of faith that we've never, ever walked in before. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this word. And I pray that you will bless the hearers of this word, that we will hide your word in our heart, Lord, so that we may not sin against you. And I thank you, Father, in your precious name. Amen. 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 Wonderful message. Amen. Amen. Yes, we thank the Lord for that message. Do we? Yes. The Lord, the Word of God says, Be ye doers of the Word, and not only hearers of the Word. And I like where uh, Sister Darlene gave her testimony about how the Lord healed her. By faith, she had faith in God that he would heal her, and he healed her. He healed her body. And so, therefore, we testify about what the Lord has already done. You see, it may not be manifested, but we, by faith, we claim it by faith. It is already done. And that's what we are to do. And we depend on God. Our faith grows. We depend on Him for everything. You know, everything in our life, even as we can go and say, Well, Lord, what should I wear today? And we have no food. We set the table anyway, knowing that the Lord is going to bless us with food. This is how our faith is matured. And then people can see God in us. And they wonder, you know, if they can see how the Lord has matured us. Our faith has grown. And this is how we do. We read the word and our relationship with God becomes intimate. And that's what we are desiring more intimacy with God as our faith matures. Amen. Once again, uh, Minister Peggy, I want to thank you for that. And I'm going to turn it over to the bishop. Amen. Amen. That was a very on-time word, um, and people need to hear, and it's the word to reflect upon, and you can go back and listen to again, and you will, I promise you, you will receive uh, nougats each time you go back and listen. Um, Now we're going to do something. We're going to... um, extend the invitation to um, maybe there's someone listening out there today and you have not received Jesus Christ as your personal savior. And we're going to open up and ask if you, all you have to do, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, then you shall be saved. And so we don't want to, um, end the call without extending the invitation or maybe you have listened to this word and you said well I don't have the faith I don't have I don't have what Joshua had well now is the time 
Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. All you have to do is ask. Ask of the Lord, and you will receive. And so, I'm going to ask, is Sister Barbara still on? She may have hung up. Uh, Sister Darlene, can you sing a stanza, Pass Me Not? I will. Okay, and then we'll have... You want to now yeah, go after you sing. We'll have um, uh, Minister Peggy to come by to come back and and prayer the prayer pray the prayer with those. Okay, how many? Just the main verse. Yes, just the uh, okay. pass me not, O gentle Savior. Just sing some of that. Mr. Peggy. Yes, amen. Thank you, Lord. Do not pass me by, Father. There's someone saying that right now, Lord. Do not pass me by. How, how am I saved, Lord? I heard Joshua's faith. I want that faith, Lord. Father, I pray for those, Father, who want that faith, who desire that faith, who are lost and don't know you and want to give their lives to you. I pray for those individuals right now that will say, Lord, don't pass me by. I'm here. I want to give my life over and completely to you, not because of emotions, not because of pressure, but I know that I want to live my life with you. A father of God who loves me, who sent his son to die for me on the cross, to take my sins that have washed me, cleansed me with his blood. Lord, I am believing it and I want it and I want to seek your face. And I pray for that person, Lord, who's desiring it right now, Lord, not only in their minds, but in their hearts. They want it complete and total change. They want to repent, Lord, right now of what they've done and do a 180 and turn away from what they've been doing and how they've been living and want to turn to you and follow you completely and wholeheartedly. Lord, I thank you for that person who is doing it right now, Lord. Not from shame, not from guilt, but they know that they need you. Without you, they are nothing. And they want all of you. And they want to be complete in you. 
in your precious name. I thank you, Father, for those who are now a part of the family. We are rejoicing with you right now because you are now counted and the angels are rejoicing because you have given your life wholeheartedly to the Lord right now. We thank you and we bless you right now that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And as I cover you under the blood of Jesus right now, that the enemy may attend to cause you to stumble, to say to you that it's not worth it, but it is so worth it when you push and press in and you will see the deliverance, you will see the blessings come. But you have to press and you have to push and let go and give it to God and see what he will do to a life that is humbled and given completely over to him. And I thank you, Father, for what you're about to do in your precious name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Well, we thank the Lord on today. We thank the Lord for all of you all uh, being a part of this service, a wonderful service on today. And we would just uh, want to make just one or two announcements on this Thursday. We will be back on um, at 7 o'clock p.m. as we talk about uh, true salvation. And um, we know we apologize that it didn't fully record on last Thursday, but we'll be prepared and we're going to go over the first session again to make sure that our Anchor podcast people get to hear it and those that, that are listening uh, in other places will get to hear uh, the teaching on true salvation at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we will be on the podcast. Our prayer line number is 605-313-4818. Access code 510-634-POUND. And I thank uh, uh, Sister Darlene Myers for her testimony. And also my cousin, Barbara Vinoy, Sister Barbara Vinoy, for her selection and uh, Sister Darlene, uh, we just thank God for, for your testimony and continue to let God use you and share that with others as you go forth. Yeah. And uh, all of those listening in, Pastor O and Minister Peggy, you did a wonderful job. We thank God for what he's Amen. doing all across the board. And um, just pray for us as we continue to press in and to continue to seek God even the more. And desire more of him. So um, if all hearts and minds are clear. This concludes the call for today. And I will have um, Minister Peggy. Can you come back. Yes, and do, do the and dismiss us. Alright well Father God we thank you. We glorify you for being in the midst. Thank you for your fresh manna word from heaven Lord. Thank you that we will be eating and digesting of this wonderful word. And I pray for those who are on the line and those who will hear later on. I pray that they will be blessed by the word. Father we just give you the glory and the honor. We are so humbled to call you our father, our friend, our Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus thank you for all that you're about to do in our lives through us and to those fathers out there that you are going to use us to minister to. We give you the glory and honor today, Lord. We thank you in your precious name. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you all and shalom. God bless y'all.